Hey, welcome to Grandma's Basement. I'm Mr. Tyrell. That's Mr. Mass. We're joined today by Corey Detweiler. Corey is my cousin. He's been on before talking about Premier League and uh, some other things. And today we thought we'd just kind of do a question and answers with each other where we each kind of have some questions. We're just going to ask random questions and we'll take turns answering and we'll see what happens. Uh, before we get going, anybody have anything else they'd like to say? Nope. Let's go. All righty. Uh, I'll start off with the, my first question. Uh, are you a Parks and Rec or The Office? Which one do you prefer and why? So uh, I think this is a great debate. Parks and Rec versus The Office. Um, I'm partial to The Office, probably because it came first, and uh, I, I've watched it. I've watched the seasons through at least twice. Um, both great shows, though. But just because uh, it's the original, I feel like uh, it's the better of the two. And then Michael Scott. I mean, you just can't beat him. I really like both of them. The only thing that kind of grinded on my gears a little bit was uh, Amy Poehler kind of, after like the fifth season, I was like, okay, all right. But everybody else I really liked. I mean, I like the characters on the on Parks and Rec a little bit better than The Office, but Poehler got to me after a while. Uh, quick question. Did you have this, I had this experience with Parks and Rec. The first season, you really have to just grind through. Like I was about to yeah. quit and someone's like, just get to the yes. second season. And then it was like, easy sailing oh i agree yeah the first one was a little bit rough i would agree with that and i mean i personally like parks and rec because i think that that cast you're never going to cast like that i don't think ever again on a show like all those all those cast people pretty much made it for the most part true and but you know when we we're talking about you got to get through that first step season when the office, when I think they had those the writer strike, like those two couples, that one season was rough as well. Like it was, in my opinion. But what do I know? What season was that? Do you know uh, for the office? Because like I made it through about five or six seasons in the office, and I just called it quits. <laughs> <laughs> so I might not have even gotten to the bad part. I forget. <laughs> it was it was right around. I thought. Don't quote me on this, but it was like when Jim left initially to start working like part-time in Philadelphia, I believe. Uh, don't quote I, me I on already that. tapped out. Already don't, tapped quote, out. don't quote me on that. Like it was, it was rough. I thought it was rough <laughs> personally, but because I just started them again, watching The Office. I think I'm in season four right now. Nice. But, all right. Corey? Yeah, so uh, this is a tribute to the to Grandma's Basement podcast. Uh, I was going to ask, I can't answer, well, actually, I can't answer this one. Um, what is your favorite basement podcast to date? We're several months in, uh, you've had a lot of different guests. Uh, what's What's been your favorite one so far? I When I think, when you, well, the first two that come to my mind is when we interviewed Brian Poland from Vertical Runner. Like he's just a very outgoing guy, and he, I thought he gave a lot of great information. 
and it was just fun talking to him. And he's a former classmate of mine from high school. And I really enjoyed last week when we talked to Scott Thorne about making wine and his bees. Like, I know that's not interesting to some people. I was very fascinated by that whole, by both of those things. Yeah, I would agree. I, th- I thought the last week's was pretty interesting. I also liked uh, Dave's just to talk to him about his, uh, Dave Zimmerle, about his, um, about his club team. And then just when we were finding out, I think the ones that I find the most interesting is when we're talking about people's hobbies and something that they're passionate about. I think that's really fun. Like even, even your dad's when we were talking about his coffee making, it's just so much, it's so interesting to see that people's passions because really who else acts, I mean, if you actually, unless you know the guy, you don't really know like what their passion is, but mm-hmm. we're able to talk to some people about what they do for their hobbies and what they do to, to pass the time. And it's really fun to find out what they actually do. I think it's a cool model that you guys have to date where it's like, you don't necessarily have a topic, but you really talk to people. It's just like you said, Jordan, you talk to people about what they're excited about. And uh, I, I think that's cool. My One of my favorites to date, and it's because I know the, the two guys, but Austin and Jaron on the Browns, for whatever reason, I got a real kick out of that one. Um, but I'm a sucker for just like pointless sports talk. So um, anyway. They are very, very passionate. I'll give them that. That's, that's very, very true. Um, I have a cool question for you, Corey. So I know that you're a Liverpool, Liverpool fan, and you kind of went through this already. Uh, were you more scared when Van Dyke was out or is out or Allison's out? Who are you more scared of for your team when those two are out? I'll be honest. Uh, initially, like, so obviously uh, Allison is back. Um, yeah. So this is all in hindsight. But uh, initially, like gut reactions, I'm like thinking Van Dyke. I was like, oh boy, like it's all over. Uh, but uh, in the in the last couple games that he's been out, uh, we've really got a pairing that has has played well in his absence. And so um, I'm not saying it's it's not going to uh, be terrible for the rest of the season, but it seems like so far. Um, Allison was a far bigger hole than what Van Dyke will be. That's just my, my gut reaction. Well, Liverpool, like I've been watching them quite, quite often. They've played such a, a super high line lately, or at least in the first couple games of the Premier League, that Allison com- coming out is such a huge asset to them. I mean, don't get me wrong, Van Dyke's amazing too, but the way that they're playing right now, they almost need Allison back there. Right. Yeah. And, and so I, yeah, that's, Van Dyke, he, you know, as a center back, he de- he gets a lot of fanfare, and so I think when you hear he's going to go down, it's like, oh, geez, like that's a huge deal, and it is. But um, I think our keeper's a bigger deal for us, um, and I think the gap in our backups is is a lot bigger at the keeper spot. So interesting. All right, Ty. Um, all right. I'm going to go to, uh, this question and I don't know how you guys will react, but whatever. If you weren't an Ohio state fan, like we say Ohio state did not exist. What team would you cheer for in the big 10? Specifically the big 10. Yes. Since it's more local regional, it's more of our region. Okay. Hmm. 
Because the easy answer is Cincinnati, in my right. opinion. That's well, I'd go I'm... UVA probably. But uh, uh, in the Big Ten, um, I don't know, Jordan, you got, you got anybody coming to mind right off the bat? <clears throat> I'd probably just go with, like, Wisconsin or something like that, just someone who's successful and has a, a tradition. But, I mean – that's kind of a big leap. I don't really enjoy watching anybody else in the Big Ten other than Ohio State. I think they're kind of boring to watch. Maybe Purdue. Maybe Purdue um, with Jeff Brown, but that's a tough question because I don't really watch any college football other than Ohio State at this point. My initial thought was Indiana, and I don't know why. Like This is not a current, this is not a current state of affairs, but I remember as a kid – uh, for whatever reason, liking Nebraska. Um, I think I'd watched a game with um, uh, – was it Scott Frost? Yeah, yeah. Their coach? Uh, and and he, like, had some heck of a game. And for whatever reason, I always, like, kind of uh, gravitated towards them after that. But they're in the Big Ten now. They weren't then. Okay. What if – okay, what if any team, any college team, football – we'll go college football, any college football team. So uh, I lived in Virginia for five years, uh, and uh, my mother-in-law is a big UVA fan, and so we would watch a lot of their games, basketball and football, and um, so I kind of developed a liking for them, um, just being in the in that area. Jordan, uh, for some reason, I always like Mississippi State. I have no idea why. I think it was um, when I was, I don't know, seven or eight, they made a huge NCAA run in the, in the basketball tournament. For some reason, I've just always liked the Mississippi State uh, team. So I guess that's my other one. Okay. Super weird. I have no idea why I, I like that team. But no, for some no, reason, one, no one will find this interesting, so I probably shouldn't say it. But um, <laughs> one of my favorite all-time uh, viewing experiences as a fan was of a college football game in which none of my uh, teams were playing. James Madison, uh, okay. they're in Harrisonburg, and that's where I lived. So I was also kind of a fan of them. But in 2011 or 12, they played Virginia Tech, who was ranked fifth in the country that year. And I'd been hearing it from a roommate about just how, like, you know, they're, they're, they're national championship bound. And JMU, of course, beat them in that game. It was incredible. I was screaming in a living room all by myself because all my friends were at the Anyway. Okay. Corey? All right. So uh, if you could – this might create some discussion. If you could play any pro sport uh, and then any position in that sport, what would it be and why? I, I mean, I'd be a striker and – in, in soccer, I mean, it'd be a lot of fun to score all the goals. And I mean, if you're if you're good enough, you can make as much money as you want to. Um, but yeah, that's what I would be. I think that'd be great. So when you, when you originally said it, my first thought was being a goalkeeper in a Premier League. I mean, you can make all the money but, in the world. There's no salary cap, and it's the most popular sport in the world. But I truly think. I mean, granted, I would, I'm not in the physical condition I would need to be in, but I think playing, like, in middle infield in, a, in Major League Baseball 
would be what I would absolutely want to do or try to do. So I think playing baseball would be like a ton of fun. It's like, feels like it's a lot of hanging out, you know? Um, but I think for me, it would be, I'd be like Jordan. I'd, I'd be playing in the premier league or the cool thing I, about soccer is you can go to any kind like you're traveling to different countries all the time, seeing so many different cultures and you're also playing pro sports. So that'd be it for me. I guess this is where I'm supposed to come up with a question that I don't have. I have a good question for you. All right, let's go. Next one. Uh, no, I, I don't know that it's a good question. It'll be a quick one. What's the last book you read? Like finished or currently reading? Yeah, that finished or currently reading. Well, I mean, it's I'm still currently reading it. It's that one I was we talked about a couple weeks ago. The fix. It's it's about soccer over in uh, Europe and mainly Asia and how it was uh, you know, coaches and referees and players were throwing games to make money. And cool. it's like so in-depth that like they actually changed the name. The author, it's not even the author's real name. He has a fake name for the title and like a lot of the names have been changed in the book to protect people. Um, I am I am reading the brilliant orange, the neurotic genius of Dutch soccer. Mostly, it's about like the nineteen seventies um, total football with uh, Cruyff. Um, I've been reading about that. I think it's it's fascinating. They were reading about like the the total football back in the day when they're coming up with the uh, the total. Like I don't know if you've ever watched any of their their clips, but it's absolutely fascinating where Cruyff will start up uh, as the forward and end up as a sweeper or an outside back just because of the way they're playing. And um, there's some videos out there of the way that they press where always, uh, if it hit a certain trigger, their entire team would just run forward at, like, as fast as they could at 15 yards, like 15 yards forward. Uh, the offsides rules were a little bit different back then, but it's just fascinating to watch that, that team play back in the world. And, uh, I've been reading about that. It's been pretty fascinating. Wow. That's cool. I feel like I should say a soccer book. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to say that. You don't have to say a soccer book. What I'm, what I'm currently reading, well, I, I'll say I'm cheating. I'm listening to it. A week, two weeks ago, I had eye surgery, and I had to be on my face for seven days. So oh I had a little Lord. time in my hands. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm listening to East of Eden, which is like close to a 30-hour listen. I'm halfway done, though. So. Fortunately, I have to do the eye surgery over again, so I think I'll knock it out here in round two. Why do you have to do your? Why do you have to do a second surgery? Uh, so, uh, like maybe six days after the surgery, uh, the shadow kind of creeped back into my eye. So I had a, I had a torn retina, oh my and word. for whatever reason, um, it either came unfixed or he didn't fix it the first time. So. We're gonna try again. <laughs> I mean, seven so more days. For seven down. days. Seven days. I listened to that book a lot. Uh, I read a little bit. Uh, I watched a few things. So, yeah, I'm trying to look glass half full. I get to listen to my book for a little <laughs> while longer. You better than me, man. I'd be, I'd be going crazy. Yeah, it's close. 
Uh, do you have any questions? Okay. If you had to start an NFL football team, who would your quarterback be? And they have to be from the AFC North. Oh, geez. From the AFC North? Yeah. So, so my answer yeah. to this is, my answer so you, to this oh, is so Joe Burrow. That's, yeah. That's too easy, actually, now that I think about it. Well, but, like, Lamar Jackson's pretty sinking good, too. I think – I mean, no, no offense to Baker, but I think it's between Lamar and Joe. I think Baker's the last pick of the draft here. The only reason you I take Baker is ben... because he's younger than Ben. Because yeah, you're but... starting today, and Ben's on the tail end. I still think I take Ben, and hopefully he takes me. I don't trust Baker <laughs> to do anything. I think he's horrendous. Although he played really well last week, I'll give him that. Against a bad team. Correct, with no pass rest. And no linebacking core. And no quarterbacks. Okay. So, uh, no defensive no tackles. I agree. I think it's Joe Burrow hands down. Like, I don't know that it could be a debate. Even though I think, even though I think Lamar, Lamar is 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 a, a close, a close far second. I'll throw this out there. I think Lamar has peaked. Oh wow! You think so? I think I hope so more than I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of I a dream, right? Because so. if you keep on getting would, better, it's would over. It, would it change your mind if you had to take the quarterback and wide receiver combo? Hmm, no. I, I no. think those wide receivers are pretty good. I would take I, that. I just, think, I just think that Lamar Jackson – is too reliant on his legs. And I, I feel like that's just a short-term solution at quarterback. Uh, I mean, sure, he's probably got five great years in him, but, man, I don't know. I feel like that punishment just is going to come back to get you. But has he ever taken a true hard shot? Someday he will. Yeah, I Not know, that someday. I've seen, which is so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, like I, I said it too, like eventually he's going to get popped, but I think he's so athletic that he nor- – he normally avoids the hard, hard hit, unlike Andy Dalton did on Sunday. No? Yeah, that was that was gross. He got destroyed. I mean, that was. I mean, it was a cheap shot in theory, but I don't. I don't know that I've ever seen Dalton take a or uh, Lamar take a shot like that. Yeah. All right. My <laughs> question is: Would you rather be the? Um, would you rather be a fan of the Florida Marlins, where you're? garbage for 20 years and you win a world series or would you rather be a fan of the atlanta braves in the 90s where you're constantly or cleveland indians in the the 90s or 2000s where you're constantly making conference finals and then losing which is better so i think i think the latter i think being an indians fan braves fan making playoffs like the point of sports yeah a win is great. A championship is great. But the whole point of sports is to capture your attention for a couple of hours a week or to capture your attention for a season. You're a Marlins fan. Your attention hasn't been captured in 20 years. Uh, and so, like, the thrill – so this is interesting. I noted this to somebody a few uh, weeks ago. Um, I, was, I was super into Liverpool. Like – like I slowly, I got into them when they were not good. Uh, and, uh, 
they were like always on the cusp, always on the cusp. And it was, it was a ton of fun. And then they won the premier league last year. And I'll be honest, I'm like less interested this year. My interest has kind of shifted to the shifted to the Browns who are like almost good. They feel like they should be good. It's like almost that pursuit of like seeing the accomplishment of winning. And then once it's kind of like you've won or in the Marlins case, like they haven't won it. They just aren't interesting. Like it's no fun anymore. Um, so to me, I'd rather be interesting uh, than have a winner one year in 20. One, what's interesting about that, what you just said is like, I, I play a lot of fantasy sports and it's so much fun to like compete and compete and compete. And then once you actually win it, you're just like, Oh, you just won it. And it's kind of like, all right, now what do I do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like when yeah. you're constantly going for and constantly going for and falling short, you're like so driven. And then when you actually make it, you're just like, okay. Okay. I'd agree. Well, that is like, I mean, being a Pir- Pittsburgh Pirates fan, you know, we had like 13 straight losing seasons. And when we finally got over that hump and made the playoffs, we were like, oh, now what? <laughs> <laughs> I love how the playoffs is your championship. I'm sure, I guess it kind of is with the Indians too. But. I, I mean, I think we made a, the wild card and we were like, yeah. <laughs> then the next year we were just garbage again. <laughs> But, yes, I'd rather be Braves or Indians, definitely. Because yeah. that, that way you're always in the hunt and you know there's like literally always a chance, I think. I don't yeah. Know. All right. Anything else? Yeah, another question, Corey? I'm, I'm all out. My, my sticky note is empty. Okay, I had one question written down that kind of went with Parks and Rec in the office, but now that I read it, it's kind of stupid, but I'll ask it anyway. We'll take stupid questions. That's fine. Let's go. So, from the off, like, I was thinking, like, who your favorite character is, and, like, that isn't, like, I don't want to say, like, well, for Parks and Rec, you think Amy Poehler or Ron Swanson. I was, like, so I was, like, is Aziz Azari playing Tom Hath, Tom Haverford, or uh, John Krasinski playing Jim Halpert better? Oh, Tom Haverford. It's not even close. I think that guy's the most – he's the funniest guy in the whole – I mean, any show. He, he makes me – he makes you die every single time he talks. He's so funny. Yeah, I think I, I, think I got to go with Jordan on this one. Some happy food. <laughs> so Entertainment seven twenty. <laughs> hey, this is a plug for that guy. He's got a Netflix special. It's real solid too. Well, well. Shout out to Aziz then. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys have anything else, one thing Wait, I, I was going to ask because you guys—I know you guys all play games. What's your favorite board game? Because I don't. Uh, right now, my favorite board game right now is uh, Dominion and Pan- uh, Pandemic's pretty fun too. We play those quite often, those two. Uh, Dominion's pretty fun. Carcassonne's pretty fun as well. Those are the three that we kind of rotate through. Carcassonne. I played that game. A co- it's been a couple of years, but I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Can you guys explain them? Because I've never heard of any of them. 
Yeah, so Pandemic. Um, Dominion is a card-based game where you're trying to collect cards and um, get points. Pandemic is you're trying to stop a virus from spreading over the world, which is, I mean... A little too real right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a little... Yeah, we kind of put that one away. Uh, Carcassonne, you're trying to build uh, <laughs> roads and cities and uh, monasteries and trying to collect points that way. It's a really fun game. Um, it's a little simpler than the other two, but um, it's kind of fun. It's, it's fun to play with other people. Okay. Cool. Corey, you're just going to piggyback uh, on that? No, uh, pan Pandemic is actually one of the few games that I've played more than three times. We play it quite a bit with our family. I have not played it in 2020, um, but uh, it's a good game. It, it's, a, it's like a team game, which is cool. So you're all on the same team. Um, so if you have people in your life that are too competitive, and you just end up fighting with them after games, uh, Pandemic's a good one. That's true. Like, if you ever play Monopoly with somebody who's super competitive, you just want to kill them, this, that's, yep. this is a perfect game for it. Because, like, yeah. you're trying to work together. Another yeah. game that we played, um, have you ever heard of Scotland Yard? Uh-uh. It's kind of a team-based game where you're trying to capture um, one of the other players. And so that'd be, it's another game where you're kind of teaming up together to, to beat the game, essentially. So... That's another one that if you are if you're thinking about the same same type same deal yeah okay well i guess that's all we have time for uh just give a shout out to my awesome shirt real quick <laughs> <laughs> those were those are the days and hey, Jordan, uh, what years what years that from man i think i have to be like 22 or something wow. is it's 2010 <laughs> the shirt came out right before we got married. Yeah, no, but yes. that picture was taken years before. So it's at least like 2007 or so, 2006. It's wow, about 170 pounds ago, I think. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> we take 100 pounds. All right. But yeah, that was that was really fun. I was coaching the um, Central Christian, I think eighth grade girls team at that point. So bringing me back. What about it? Oh, yeah. Um, That's my wife. She's asking me, she told me to tell the story for the shirt. I was coaching with Ty at the time, and somehow, some way, someone got a hold of that picture online, and some they decided to make uh, home t shirts out of it. And I came to Wayne Hill one day just to walk in, and all the girls had them on. I couldn't believe what was going on. It was in the way. such a shock. It was so, the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, all right well uh i guess that's all we got time uh we'll give a shout out to the fearless girls soccer team they are playing district championship thursday night at kirkland that's the first time in program history correct it's actually i i guess the girls have said told me that it's the first time in fearless history that any team has made it to the district final so um, obviously Kirtland's a, a state power, so it's going to be a toughie, but it's kind of fun to get this far and hopefully we can keep on going. Cool. All right. Best of luck to you, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Hey, peace out. <laughs> Later. Later.